My name is David Spell, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical leadership, team building, theology, and how to create winning habits. I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today, and make sure you stick around until the end of the episode for this week's exciting book recommendation. Every year around this time, people start thinking about the coming year. And if you haven't started thinking about the coming year, you should be. This is the time to start setting goals. The start of a new year is a great time to evaluate our lives and see where we're at. It's a great time to see what things might need to be changed, to see uh, what are the possibilities for next year. New Year's resolutions provide people with a great opportunity to create new habits, break old ones, and do some things differently in the coming year. The problem, though, with New Year's resolutions is that usually after a few weeks, sometimes not even that long, they're forgotten. It's so easy to forget the resolution and just to go on with our lives like we've always been living them. You know, we really intended to go to the gym three days a week, but other things just interfered. We really wanted to put more money into our savings account, but the car needed to have some work done on it. How can a person break the cycle of making a genuine resolution, but then breaking it a few weeks later? We've all done it. We've all said those, made those resolutions where we said, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to pay off this credit card, I'm going to uh, put this money in savings, I'm going to go back to school, and then we forget about it. People who have the most success in bringing lasting, positive changes into their lives don't think in terms of resolutions. They think in terms of goals. While a New Year's resolution might be sincere, there's usually not much weight behind it. It's just an idea of, I'll try and do better. But a goal is is a much better way to think. A New Year's resolution is usually just a person thinking, you know, it'd be a good idea if I got to the gym three days a week. It would be nice if I could save $100 a month or more. But goal setting is a process. And it's a process that will help us turn our dreams and our desires into reality. Many experts teach the SMART method of goal setting. And you've probably heard this before. SMART's an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. This method of setting goals can help someone get from where they are right now to where they want to be. And let's break this down a little bit. Specific. You know, a general goal or a general resolution might be to get out of debt. But a specific goal would be to pay off one credit card in the coming year. You know, we've got a much better chance of reaching our goals if they are specific. Your goal might be to lose weight, but a much better and more specific goal might be to drop two pants sizes. 
When we become specific, it gives us a a very clear target to aim at. If I just say I want to lose weight, that, that can mean anything. But when I say I want to drop two pant sizes or I want to lose 10 pounds, that becomes very specific and now I've got a target that I can aim at. So specific. Number two is measurable. You know, if somebody wants to get in shape physically in the coming year, a measurable goal could be to lose 10 pounds. That's a good goal. If you can measure your progress, there will be no question about when the goal is met. Someone else might have a goal to read more good books in the coming year. But a measurable goal would be to read 12 books over the next year. That's something we could measure. Or 10 or even 5, but have a goal. Have a measurable goal. Because what's not measured probably isn't going to get done. What's not measured is not going to be a specific enough target for us to aim at. So have something measurable, something that you can actually see when you've made the progress. So specific and measurable. And then the A is attainable. A goal is attainable when I'm willing to take the steps that are needed to make it happen. Are you willing to pay the price? You know, losing 10 pounds is is attainable, but it's only attainable if I'm willing to work for it. It's only attainable if I'm determined to start an exercise regimen and watch my diet. What steps are you willing to take to attain that goal? If your goal is to pay off a high-balance credit card, are you willing to take the step of making some big payments until it's paid off? Several years ago, my wife and I were going through the process of really trying to get out of debt. And we had a couple of high-balance credit cards. And and we began to focus on them. And, And instead of just paying the minimums, we took one and we said, okay, we're going to put a lot of money on it every month. And and it hurt. It was a sacrifice. But we were willing to do it to reach the goal. And month after month, we saw that that balance go down. And and it wasn't long before one credit card was paid off and, and then another one. And it's not something that happened overnight, but it did happen because we were willing to pay the price, even though it hurt to, to put a lot of money uh, as a payment, to, to, to maybe pay $1,000 when you're used to paying 200 But make the sacrifice um, so that the goal can be attainable. And then the R, realistic. If your goal is to earn $100,000 this year, that's probably not a very realistic goal if you only earn minimum wage and just work 30 hours a week. It might be more realistic to look at what you earned last year and then consider how much more you could make if you worked more hours, if you were able to get a promotion, or if you even got a second job. We have to look at where we're at now and and not set ourselves up for failure. You know, if if someone's 100 pounds overweight, to to say that they want to lose 100 pounds in a coming year might not be realistic. It might not even be healthy. A much more realistic goal might be to lose 30 or 40 pounds this year and then work on the rest next year. So what is a realistic goal that, that you can set up, that you can do. It should be a little bit out of your reach. You don't want to make it too easy. But it's still got to be something that, that by working hard, you're going to be able to attain. 
Somebody might have a goal to start a business so that they can quit their job and really do what they love. That's a great goal. But you know, starting a new business can be tough. And a much more realistic goal might be to start the business on the side while you continue to work your regular job. That way you can build your business without putting too much uh, pressure on your family and on your, your personal finances. So we've talked about specific. We've mentioned measurable, attainable, and realistic. And then the T in SMART is timely. What is your time frame for reaching your goal? You know, the beauty of starting a new year and the beauty of setting goals at the beginning of the year is, is that the year is such a great time frame to work with. You know, the beauty of, of, of a year is you've got 12 months, 52 weeks that, that you can break down however you want to to, uh, to to work on your goals. You can break the year down into months, quarters, or even thirds, depending on what you want to accomplish. And when you set a date that you want to accomplish your goal by, what you do is you establish a deadline in your subconscious mind that helps push you towards it. It's always good to have a deadline for your goal. It's always good to say that I want to accomplish this by such and such a date. If you don't put a date on it, it really doesn't mean anything. If you don't put a date on it, it's probably not going to happen. Let me give you a good example. If you say, you know what? In this next year, I want to lose 20 pounds. That's a great goal. And you know, one way that you could set that up is you could say, I'm going to try and lose five pounds each quarter for this next year. Well, if you think about it, five pounds a quarter by the end of the year, you've hit your goal. You've lost the 20 pounds. You get to go buy new clothes. So, so this is a great way to set it up. So look at the calendar. Set goals and then put a deadline on those goals. Putting a deadline on it forces us to work. Putting a deadline on it makes it serious. If we don't put a deadline on it, if we don't make it timely, it really isn't serious. So we mentioned the smart, the SMART method of goal setting. And again, this is nothing new. You may have heard this before. A lot of experts use this. But specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And then one last thing I want to mention about setting goals is to make sure that you put it in writing. You know, this, this time of year when we start reflecting and thinking about what, what could be, what could be possible next year if I were to set some goals, it's so important that we write them down. Some studies have shown that just by writing the goal down, the, the chances of us accomplishing it are dramatically increased. And then another really important discipline is not only just writing it down, but reviewing it regularly. By looking at it, by keeping it in front of you, by, by putting it into your subconscious, by thinking on it, by meditating on it, you're, you're, you're putting pressure on yourself to, to make these goals happen. Listen, setting goals is so powerful and fulfilling those goals, meeting those goals, is so rewarding. There's something about being able to, to, to accomplish your goal and realize that, you know what, I did this. I lost that weight. I paid off that credit card. I was able to start that business. I was able to go back and get my college degree. Whatever it might be, when you meet that goal, oh my gosh, what a great feeling that is. 
So write your goals down. Use a piece of paper, put it where you can see it. Use a, a great electronic tool like, like Evernote or, or, or even the notepad in your phone. But put, write the goals down, keep them where you can see them, and review them, review them regularly. This is, a, this is a great motivational exercise. Now, as we get ready to wrap up, just throw two questions at you. Have you started setting your goals yet for next year? And what are some of your goals for the next year? It's your turn now, and I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave your question or your comment in the comment section for today's post. Let me know what some, some issues you've had in setting goals, some struggles you've had in, in, in trying to accomplish your resolutions. I'd love to hear from you. We can, we can interact. So, so go to davidspell.com, leave your comment, and, and let's talk about it. And while you're, while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you subscribe to get my, my free uh, newsletter. I send out three blog posts a week, and by subscribing, that will ensure that you don't miss a single issue. Also, subscribers get my free monthly subscribers-only newsletter, and it's full of extras that, that you won't get anywhere else. Well, now it's time for this week's book recommendation. And if you can hear the dog barking in the background, I'm sorry. I'm in Brazil. I don't have a great studio. And, uh, you know, living in an apartment, you, you do hear, hear some great noises in the background sometimes. But this week's book recommendation, The Power of Habit. The Power of Habit by Charles Dunig. This book is absolutely phenomenal, and it goes right along with what we've been talking about. The Power of Habit provides case studies for, for people who have dealt with serious issues in their life and were able to change their habits. Uh, Mr. Dunig is a, is a phenomenal writer, and actually I think I'm saying his name wrong, it's Dunig. But Mr. Dewey is a phenomenal writer. This was a very, very influential book for me when I read it this year. He goes through and takes case studies of a number of individuals who have been able to absolutely transform their lives. And the way they did it was by transforming their habits. You know, sometimes we think of habits as those things that, you know, we just can't break and those things that we just can't change. And what what he does in this book, The Power of Habit, is he, he shows us how we can change our habits. He provides some very key and simple guidelines on how we can break old habits, but also how we can start new habits. The Power of Habit is, is such a phenomenal book. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I want you to check it out. It's a great read. It's an easy read, but it's so profound. And especially when you're looking at other people that have struggled with some very serious issues in their lives. People with addictions, people that have had some serious problems, but yet they've been able to go in and by changing the way they think, by changing their habits, they change their behavior. And when they change their behavior, they change their lives. So fascinating book. Check it out. Now as we wrap up today... I would ask you, again, for just a small favor, if you wouldn't mind, go to iTunes and give Leading and Learning a review. Good reviews 
push us a little higher in the ratings so we can get our content to more awesome people just like you. So my friends, thanks so much for being with us today. I hope this helps you as you set your goals for the next year. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.